What's up, y'all? I'm Dr. Craig Walid, your host here on the Prison to Promise podcast, where I explore strategies formerly incarcerated people use to build a life of promise and avoid a return to prison. On this episode, I'm joined by Barry Diamond. Barry was once the owner of a successful 30-year-old business consulting company. He was also the vice president of his town's tax abatement commission, president of his town's library foundation, and the president-elect of the Better Business Bureau of the state of Connecticut. All of that ended, though, when he was convicted of a nonviolent white-collar crime and sentenced to six years in prison. Tune in to my discussion with Barry as he describes how he bounced back from incarceration and the way he is now helping empower other formerly incarcerated men and women and their families. And so I'm I'm glad that you've been following the podcast and that you have agreed to uh, be a guest on the Prison to Promise podcast. Um, it's a pleasure um, for me to introduce um, you to our readers, Mr. Barry Diamond. Um, tell me, I know you said you've been following it. What are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Clearly, you have some positive thoughts or else you wouldn't have agreed to... to uh, be interviewed on the podcast, but I'd like to hear more. Well, I I think it's important uh, what you're doing because you're bringing people on that have experienced the the, uh, jail part of their life and have come out and have made a uh, decision to change their life. Uh, In other words, uh, all of us that have come out uh, really understand that there's a problem out there and and you can either sink below the mud and just go, you know, oh, life is terrible and I'll never be anybody, or you can do something about it. Yes. So the people that are coming on are people that have done something about their life and it occurred prior to them uh, coming out where they made some kind of a decision that they were going to make a difference. Yes. And and so the thinking while in jail and the thinking when you come out is so very, very important to make that adjustment mm-hmm. to re-entry. Yes, indeed. And you represent one of these people that you're talking about. You know? Yeah, it's interesting because I'm 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 one of those poster child, I guess. Yes, uh, people people that made a a choice. Yeah. And and uh, the difference I think in what we're doing and maybe others is that the choice that I made was not for myself, mm. but but rather by changing myself and doing things we created a, a program that people can follow yeah. that uh teaches them to do what i did yeah 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 and so it's it's kind of like a blueprint and a roadmap yeah. 
yeah. for you know what what is possible and how do you do what you want to do it's not easy not at all not at all and so barry if, if before we get too far ahead if you would introduce yourself let people know who you are um perhaps you know how much time you did how long you've been out and then talk a little bit about the program that that we were talking about just now yeah, sure. Um, I think it's very important that people um, uh, tell about their background. Who are they? What did they do before? What are they doing now? Uh, my name is Barry Diamond. Um, I'm currently the uh, executive director of a program called the Pride International uh, uh, Entrepreneurship Program. And what it basically does is it teaches people uh, that are incarcerated or have come out, how to go into business. And mm. I'll speak to about that part in, in a little while. But my background is interesting. Uh, you know, uh, for 27 years, I started my own uh, financial business consulting company. I taught companies how to run better. Mm. Uh, my, my, my background, I was the president-elect of the Better Business Bureau in, the, in my state. Uh, I was on the town council, vice president of the uh, Ways and Means, the zoning. Um, I, I sound like I'm 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 one one of those guys that is uh, up for election. Absolutely. Uh, but I had an awful lot to do and and uh, got very involved in my town. Mm -hmm. uh, I was on the town library, the the uh, com in the commission. Uh, I started the uh, chamber of commerce in my town and was its first president. Uh, and and I always say, by the way, did I mention that I went to prison for a couple of years? <laughs> and the reason why I do that is um, in our course, we teach people that they nobody knows you've been to prison unless you tell them. Right. So and there are ways that you tell them that mm -hmm. I'll talk about in a minute. But uh, what's interesting is with a, a really nice background like that, you know, why in the world would I do something wrong? Really? I don't know, pressure, stupid decisions, mm -hmm. uh, things that happened in my life that caused me to think differently than I normally did. Mm -hmm. And I went to prison. My 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 sentence was uh, six years prison and six years uh, 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 probation. Uh, but I was one of those people that was able to uh, luckily get out because of uh, good behavior and things that were happening. They were trying to get people out of the prison uh, that were, uh, shouldn't have been there or they felt were better off coming out. Mm -hmm. And and so um, I actually was able to get out after two and a half years, which was really interesting. Yeah. So I really was a good boy when I was in prison, Craig. <laughs> and now you're a good boy still now. Yeah, I'm trying trying to be a good boy. Thank you. I and so you. Um, what what happened is when when I was in prison, um, I came across a, a, a group of people that really were people that I wasn't normally connected to because of of the the area that I, I lived in, you know, uh, my background and, you know, my friends and relatives. And um, I discovered something really interesting. There were an awful lot of bright people in prison. I mean, really smart. Yes, and indeed. and it, it, it occurred to me that other than going to prison, here I was, somebody that really succeeded, and they never succeeded, or very few of them ever succeeded prior to going in. Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing to me because they were smart. 
Yeah. I mean, really, really smart. Yeah. Let me uh, tell you, and, I and tell so, people often, I tell people often, I'm the most smartest people I've ever met have been people behind the wall. Yeah, I was amazed. I mean, yeah. I was just amazed. And I'm talking about street smart and 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 uh, life smart. Yeah. Uh, things their thinking was great. They're, they're very good minds. Yeah. And being inquisitive, I was thinking about, you know, why the heck was a person like me able to be successful, mm-hmm. yet these people are, were not successful, mm-hmm. yet they're, they're, they're quite smart. Mm-hmm. And so I started to realize that some of the big differences was that um, in my family, my father was in business. He was a sign painter. Mm-hmm. And so and I have a brother and the two of us really lived in a household where he was a business person. So I kind of got the feeling for what's a business person and what do you have to know? And and so I had the opportunity of living in a household where I was uh, just because I lived there, was able to learn things that other people did not learn. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't so much that I was smart, but I had a, an environment that taught me something. So hey, let me say something here. Sure. I think that that's so important. You know, talking about the environment, the, the environment that you came up in, which was probably an environment where maybe you weren't super privileged, but you had some privileges and you had access. Oh, absolutely. Whereas some of these other folks that you've run into, many of them came from backgrounds of depravity. So they didn't have access to a lot of the things that would promote success. Yeah, you're 100% correct. It, it, and and wh- why didn't they have that mm-hmm. was was due to the environment that they, they came up in. Mm-hmm. They were being taught other things and weren't allowed to see things that I had seen. Mm. So not so much that that I was uh, privileged, but I had what I would consider a normal middle class income mm-hmm. uh, type of, of environment. Right. Uh, my mother was home. Uh, my mother worked. My father uh, owned his own business. Um, we, we, we had dinner at six o'clock as a family. Uh, we talked about things. Um, and and to me, it was so normal, doesn't everybody? And and yet, when I started to speak to people in prison, no, that was pretty high end. Yeah. And, and so I, I was starting to get a feeling for what is the difference and how could I develop some kind of training program or a way of introducing to them an environment. Mm. So uh, it wasn't so much that they didn't know or have the ability, but I had to get them into an environment where I would get them to get my environment that I received. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I spent uh, the greater part of my life being a note taker. And so I really had journals. I, I had all the things that uh, would would help me to formulate a program mm-hmm. where I could do what I call bring them up to par, yes. get them to a benchmark yeah. where they were then ready to move forward. Mm-hmm. And, and it's what makes it so interesting is that 
I was able to do it just by simply going back to my background and saying, okay, I know how to start a business. I know how to do teaching. I know what the elements. I just have to look at it and say, okay, what's missing mm -hmm. from my students' background mm -hmm. and how do I make my students come up to par as opposed to just teaching information? Yeah. So now I'd like to get a little bit to the program, which is like, yeah. it's so different. Um, a, a, a little bit of information of, a, of how the program has been accepted is really important. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been accepted into the alternative sentencing support courts, both a federal and state, mm -hmm. which means if you take the course, you can get time off your sentencing or actually not even go to prison because of this. Wow. So that's a big deal. Yeah, up Absolutely. to a year off your prison or not have to go at all. And uh, so we have judges that have said, we want to make your program part of our court. Mm -hmm. And so a couple of times a year I go in, I introduce the program and I accept the people mm -hmm. and the judges allow them if they graduate to either not go to jail or they allow time off their prison. Yeah, so it's a, it's a real big deal. Yeah, uh, we've been approved in five prisons in my state to mm -hmm. actually go in and take the people there ready to come out mm -hmm. and teach them. Uh, recently, our course has become a University of Bridgeport campus course. Mm -hmm. So they're actually teaching it at a campus level. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm happy to say this guy that came out of prison, I, I, I am now one of the professors. How about that, Professor <laughs> Barry? Yeah, really, really interesting. So they call me Professor now, which I I really think is is funny. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So we're 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 allowed to teach that on course. Mm -hmm. um, we're in the price. We're by the way, we're celebrating our tenth year this year. Oh wow! So Good we've been doing course. it for ten years. We have thousands of small companies that have been started by people that came out of prison. Thousands mm -hmm. of them that are being successfully run. Going through your training. Yeah, that came through our training. And what now, is the what theme happens of your training? Is our course prepares them mm -hmm. to go into the University of Bridgeport mm -hmm. and get an 18 credit course for free. Oh, wow. They give them $1,000 after they complete the course and graduate and mm -hmm. even help them pay for their, their, their LLC or, or uh, getting uh, registered. Nice. So this is really a big deal. And what's the name of your program, Barry? The program is called the Pride International uh, uh, Entrepreneurship Training Program. I think you said that it's, earlier. It's P-R-I-D-E, and it stands for People Reentering into Doing Entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right? It's, a, uh, it, it's an interesting thing. Uh, we also in the process of creating a second chance micro loan company first mm -hmm. one of its kind in a nation mm -hmm. and it would only be for people that have criminal records and backgrounds so you have to yeah this is this is one of those cases uh craig yeah. where if you didn't go to prison you're not good enough for us how's that <laughs> that's <laughs> I great love stuff. It. So yeah. tell me this though, Barry, what made you want to do this program versus say, just get out of prison and just wash your hands of the whole experience and the people that you met in prison and get back to your life? 
Well, you know, that, that's a, nobody's ever really asked that question. Uh, th th it really happened because I went into prison. And if you notice, I'm not of color. <laughs> no, you're kidding me. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make that so that everyone realizes. Uh, <laughs> and at least, unfortunately, 80% of the people that were in there with me are were people of color and Black you know and, and so people. that was really you know a, 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 a wow yeah. um and i did have some problems mm -hmm. and uh, uh, uh one of them because of my age and who i was and you know that that goody goody in the corner and yeah. and and so um i i had an opportunity to do some work while i was in the prison and um i was paired up with an old gentleman who happened to be of color mm -hmm. and um, little known to me, he was one of the ringleaders there. Uh -huh. And, and, and um, I helped him in a way that was just accidentally. Um, he had a bad leg and they were going to transfer him to a prison that he didn't want to go to. And they came to me and the counselor asked me if I would mind doing a little bit extra of the work that he couldn't do to keep him here because they liked him. Yeah. And I said, of course, um, he got the word back and um, all of a sudden everything changed in prison. Everyone was my friend. Uh, <laughs> there was never a problem. Yeah. Um, I, I had some I had some problems getting in some religious book, which is another story. Uh, um, and and um, he was instrumental uh, he, uh, in uh, getting a, a he was uh, from Islamic uh, community. And uh, he was a Muslim and he had the opportunity to uh, speak to the imam mm -hmm. who got me my Bible. Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing. Uh, yeah. For the first time in my life, I met nice people that weren't like me, that were willing to go out of their way just because I was nice to them. Yeah. And when I came out, I thought, you know, I lived through the experience. I wasn't harmed. I was okay and safe, mm -hmm. and it was because of people in there that helped me, mm -hmm. and they need something that I have. Mm -hmm. They gave me what they had, protection, mm -hmm. and and their, their uh, humility and honesty and integrity, and I could give them something, and that something was I could educate them mm -hmm. because of my background to be as good or better than and more successful than I was. Yeah. And so it really was a payback mm. for the 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 experience that I had. And mm. I felt that it was necessary for me to give what I could give because they gave me what they could give. That's dope, man. And relationships are like that. They're reciprocal, you know? Absolutely. You give I give you something and we continue to give back and forth and we continue to flourish in yeah. a relationship. Yeah. All of us need to do what we can mm -hmm. to help this community. Um, you're asking me to be on was an expression of, because we met before, right. uh, that you honored what I was doing and felt Absolutely. that it could help the people that you're trying to help. Absolutely, Barry. And so yeah. well, listening to your story and listening to how you detail um, your program, um, excuse me, and your experiences, what would you say to someone who's incarcerated right now who may not have access to your program? What would be some advice or some direction you'd give them for success post-incarceration? 
Well, it's really interesting. We not only have in Connecticut, where we're, we're, we're uh, our home base, uh, but we, if you noticed, I said it's now called Pride International. Yeah. If you remember, it used to be called Pride. Right. <laughs> now it's Pride International. Uh, we, we just recently brought our training programs into Africa. Yes. And we, we are in Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, and Zimbabwe. Wow. And we have Zoom classes in the United States and foreign countries. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is not here for a classroom, mm -hmm. they can join us on Zoom. Right. But how about, say, the guys who are in prison in some of the states where your program isn't? What would be some advice or some, some insight that you would share with them for their success? Sure. Um, one of the things, uh, I mean, there's several ideas. Uh, I would first let them understand that they can do it, mm -hmm. that there, 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 there are many, many people in every state, like yourself and myself, mm -hmm. in their own state, that are working to help them get where they want to go. Mm -hmm. That uh, it isn't the world that's that's no longer shunning us. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's enough people out there that yeah. what you need to do is come back to your community and look for those organizations that are working with reentry. Mm -hmm. um, in many cases, it starts with your church. Mm. Okay. Uh, as an example, the first thing I did was when I came out, I went to my place of worship mm -hmm. and asked, you know, uh, our uh, religious leaders, mm -hmm. um, I want to get connected to people that are working with people that have a criminal record and just came out. Yeah. And I, I was given the name of a few people. I contacted them. The first thing that happened is I went to a meeting. Mm -hmm. Somebody said to me, you have a great idea for a program. We'll give you staff. We'll help you. We'll give you a place to run your program and we'll support you. No. I, I just came out. <laughs> so uh, um, is it possible? Sure. Mm -hmm. Open your mouth. Tell people what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to set a, a, a program, you know, a plan of action. Yeah. The first thing you need to do is put to paper and pen. Mm -hmm. What is it you want to do? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to do it? Oh, what is the course. importance of you succeeding? Mm -hmm. Those are the first things we ask our students. Why the heck are you here? This is not going to be easy. Why do you want to do it? Mm -hmm. uh, if you if you don't succeed, what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. You know, if you do succeed, what's going to happen? Yeah. So you know, and and every person has to start talking to themselves. Yeah, man. And, and finding out who are you. Mm. What is it that you want to do in this life? Yeah. And then how do you want to do it? Yeah. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Look, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to learn something. We, mm -hmm. we talk about the journey is what teaches you, that's right. not the destination. That's right. So starting... Doing things wrong teach you what things you need to do right. Sir. 
And the reason why I say you can do it is all of us have within us capacities. Mm -hmm. We don't trust ourselves enough mm. to realize how much capacity we really have. Yeah, come on. What can we really do? Here's the best way to think of it. If you ask the average student that comes to my class mm -hmm. to talk about themselves, they'll talk about they don't have very much. There's not much they can offer others because, you know, they don't have money. They don't have ideas. It goes on and on and on. So then I ask them, walk down your street in your own community. Have you seen somebody who needs a pair of shoes? And you have an extra pair of shoes. By the way, you have something golden that they'll never have that you can give them. Mm. If somebody is wandering around and doesn't know what to do or how to solve a problem is unhappy and you can speak to them for a few minutes and set them on the right track, mm -hmm. you've given them something that you have that is so valuable that they look to you and say, wow, you're terrific. And yet you say to yourself, I'm nobody. The truth is, we are the problem, not what's happening. Yeah. What's happening out there is a response to what we show them and yeah. what they think we are thinking. Yeah. So wow. life is really a thinking experience. Going into business and being successful is a thinking experience. You get there by thinking right. Mm. Hard work will get you what you want a lot more than brains and lots of opportunity. Yeah, hard work. You need Thank to you. work hard because working hard finds the opportunity. Yes, sir. Man, Barry, you're hitting it. You dropped a ton, bro. You dropped an entire ton. And that's the meat I was really looking for. That stuff that our listeners can take and ingest and find their own truth with. And I think what you just shared in this segment gives, it pulls the curtain off what folks need to do because the answers are inside of us. The potential Always. is inside Yeah. Always. I, I, before we start our course, which is 12 weeks, mm -hmm. two hours a week, the first thing we do in the first two sessions, which is four hours, mm -hmm. we don't teach them a thing. Mm -hmm. All we do is try to ground them. We ask them to think about who they are. Yeah. What are the skills they have? Why do they want to do things? Tell me about your family. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your dreams before you were incarcerated. What did you always want to be when you grew up? Yeah, we spend four hours talking about non-business data. Mm -hmm. And the difference between our course and any other course in the United States that's being taught mm -hmm. is that we are 60% non-business. We are 60% Self-actuation, uh, 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 looking at yourself, 
getting you to think because the thing that we discovered is most people coming out of prison aren't ready to learn anything, Craig. Hmm. Now, most companies that are training, any training, they take the person that comes out of, out of prison and say, okay, they need to learn something. Well, guess what? If they're not ready to learn, it doesn't matter what you want to teach them. They're not ready. That student, that student has to say to themselves, I'm ready. I want to do it. I'm going to do it. It's important. If I don't do it, this is what happens. If I do it, this is what, this is what they have to say to themselves. So it's very important to train a a student first to start learning. Why does a person not be ready for learning when they come out? I want you to think about everybody that's in prison right now. Now, you and I went through it, but we may not have thought about it. I gave some thought to it. We went through years of being in prison with no thought process. We're told when to get up, when to go to the bathroom, when to take our drugs, when to go back to our cell, when to go to food. Mm -hmm. There is no Mm decision-making. Well, I want you to take a person for years that's not allowed to make any decisions. Mm -hmm. You bring them out and day one, you bring them into a class and say, okay, start learning. Yes, make decisions. How do I even think? Right. So you ground them. We ground them. We teach yeah. them how to think again. Yeah. Now, that's so important. Our board of it, we have a board of advisors. Can I uh, just say this real quick? Yeah. I think it's so powerful what you just said, teaching people how to think, not what to think, no. but how to yeah. think, how to create their own realities. Yep. Mm. Perfect. You brought up something. We're the only company that teaches uh, people how to go into business. And we don't require that you have a business that you want to go into first. Mm. Everyone else says we won't accept you unless you come in with a business idea. Right. Well, what's interesting is we don't want you to have a business idea. It's okay. You know why? If we do the right job getting you thinking properly, not what to think, but how to think. Mm-hmm. You are going to develop a business idea while you're in the course. That's powerful. And that's what happens. Yeah. People come in and say, hey, I don't have a good business idea. We don't want you to have one. Yeah. How can you have a good business idea if you don't even know what a business is? Right. And if you don't know who you are and what you want. You yeah. Know? Makes me think of uh, the quote that's uh, attributed to uh, Rene Descartes that says, I think, therefore I am. The essence of who I am is my capacity to think. Yes, that's the reason why we teach you how to think, not what to think. Yeah. Each person is within themselves, self-contained, has the energy, the brain power, and the ability to do what they want to do. Notice what they want to do, not what I want them to do. So we, we help direct them towards thinking correctly and... Uh, uh, actually getting it so that a good idea can be taken from them and show them how to go into business. I'll give you, I'll give you an idea of what we do. One of the things, a training, we ask them, 
if you had all the money in the world and could do, can buy and spend anything, what would you want to get up every day and do? And then they start telling us when we write it down. So let me let me ask you, Craig, if you had all the money in the world, you didn't have to work. What would you do every morning because you'd love to do it? <laughs> That's a great question. It's a golden question. And I think one of the things would be is I try to travel frequently, as frequently as possible, you know, and help other people find destinations to travel to. Okay. So as an example, we would take that in our notes and I would say somewhere along the line, is there a way that we can help you get into a business that would be a travel type of business mm -hmm. where you could do travel things and help other people do travel things mm -hmm. and you'd love doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing you have to, I think it's important to love to do the work that you're doing. Yes. You can't do it for money. You have to do it because you'd love to do it. So we get several ideas. And from that, we start to steer the person into thinking about how can you make your love of something that you always want to do mm -hmm. into a business. Right. So that the best person that we ever did that to, the star, was the first uh, class I ever had 10 years ago where the guy went into business as a memorabilia guy, he bought and sold memorabilia. Mm -hmm. And he, it was just things that he found that other people would love to buy. Mm -hmm. Okay. He never sold anything in his life. Go forward one year, he did 800,000 in sales and made $240,000 in, in, in profits. Wow. That's really great. That's exciting. And, and why? Because he loved doing it. Right. Right. And so he was in his glory every time he engaged. And he loved it. Yeah. He loved it. He didn't even know how much money he was making. He was so happy. Now, that's, that's the passion. idea of yeah. our program. Yeah. Uh, uh, as an example, uh, the course teaches you banking, law, insurance, accounting, marketing, sales. Uh, there's a business plan, mm -hmm. positive mental attitude, and and more. Uh, awesome. we, we teach people how to be social business social yeah 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 so you know it's really interesting business people that have been in prison are probably my greatest students ever mm -hmm. let me tell you why the first thing i do when i have a class mm -hmm. i say to everybody okay you don't have to raise your hand but shake your head if any of you ever sold drugs <laughs> and I go like this, and the whole class is shaking, the room starts rocking. Right, okay. right, right, right. And then I tell everybody, does everybody realize you've all been in business? That's you right. already were all business people. That's Think right. about it. That's right. You Some know how to advertise, yeah. you know how to break down a product, yeah. a, a market it, you know, you know how to do client relations. You have you all the know. skills you need. You have all the skills for being a business person. So let's just refine them. I only want you to realize and think about this. I want you to change your product or service so you don't go back to jail. Right. Other than that, I still want you to be a hustler. That's right, because it's all about hustling, right? 
I think um, there's a rapper, I think it was, uh, I think maybe Rick Ross, and his song has a, a, a hook, and it says, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. But Barry, look, we're down to about five minutes left in our time together. Okay. It's been great talking to you. It's been great um, just feeling your energy, um, absorbing some of your wisdom and insight. But two things I want to ask you before uh, our time runs up. And yeah. one is, if you were to entitle your journey from, I don't know, the beginning of your life to right now, or from the time you were in prison to right now, what would you entitle it? What would be joy. the joy? Joy? Why joy? I have been, because of going to prison and because of doing what I'm doing, I am able to help thousands and thousands of people do something that they've always wanted to do, but didn't know how to do. Mm. I mean, I wake up every morning happy. Nice. That's dope, Barry. And then lastly, if people wanted to reach you to learn more about your program or to become a student of Pride International, how can they do that? Well, the Pride Program at gmail.com. One word, the Pride Program at gmail.com. Right. Uh, by the way, one, one comment. Um, People think it, they're too old. You know, they've been out of the system age-wise. They've been 20 years in prison. They're too old to start. Yeah. I want everyone to know that I am 83 years old. Right on. Okay. Years young. And I am looking forward for the second half of my life to come. Right on, Barry. Come on, man. That's it's great. never too late. It's never too late. Never. Prison background, age, sex, it doesn't matter what you've been in prison for. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You got to keep going until the, until the wheels fall off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there is stop. a lot out there for everyone. Right. You deserve the right to get it. That's right. That's and right. whenever you do something... You are helping your family break mm. the cycle. Mm. There are people around you in your family that see that you went to jail. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it by becoming a role model to your own kids and your own family and your own friends in your neighborhood. That's right. I was going to say, and your community. You're and right, your community. Man. Yeah. And so, Barry, man, yo, I'm going to say it again um, because we're just about at the end and I don't want us to be cut off, but it's been great. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you for your time. It's a... What's up, y'all? Thanks for listening to the Prison to Promise podcast. If you or someone you know would like to share your story, please contact me by email at drcraigwaleed at gmail.com on LinkedIn and Instagram at Dr. Craig Walid and on Twitter at Craig Walid. I hope to hear from you. Be well. Peace.